0: And it's time for the Game Sports Podcast. It is your host, David McCaig, Jr. The Game Sports Podcast is powered by 91N. That's 91 Network. Head on over to YouTube today and search 91 Network to see all the great podcast content that is on there. As I mentioned, the Game Sports Podcast is on there as well as other providers. And if you're currently doing a podcast, if you're interested to join the community of 91N, to simply email 91 ssm at gmail.com or, well, if you're interested in starting a podcast and you don't know where to start or what to do, send an email to 91 ssm at gmail.com, and we will guide you in the correct direction. That's 91 network on YouTube. You may already be on the channel if you're tuning into the show, or maybe you're on one of the audio platforms. Either way, audio or video on 91N, wherever you're tuning in or listening or watching, make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe wherever you are. It certainly goes along. Way Obviously, I introduced myself in the opener. We got an electrifying segment, as always, action-packed agenda, as always, so I'm going to let you know what that is right now. You're going to have me here, as usual, for the opener of the show, and we're going to be getting into some youth hockey discussion. It is a very brief introduction segment, may I add, so it's going to be a brief discussion, but I'm going to get into something that I want to vent about for youth hockey. And it's mostly about the local community where the Game Sports Podcast is involved with, that being Two St. Mary, Ontario. But it's also what I've researched in throughout Ontario and throughout Canada. And I just wanted to vent about a little something about it. It may be a hot take. It may not be a hot take. You may agree, you may not agree but it's something that I want to bring forward that I will discuss here right in the opener. In the second segment, Alex Parr, that where you hear him on the special edition segments, you also hear him on Top Shelf, will be coming on by to join yours truly. In a top-shelf segment, we're going to be talking about the world of hockey, that being the NHL, most notably. And in the third and final segment, Connor Henderson is going to be coming by. Yes, for the second straight episode, we're going to have a strike zone segment as Connor is going to be getting into discussion about the relocation of Oakland to Las Vegas and other baseball news if time permits as well. But we like to, as, as everyone tries to say anyways, try to keep our shows short and sweet but with great electrifying content and with the game, we do that, say that a lot, but we always go over time. So we are going to try to stick to the script today in terms of time. So I'm going to get right into it. And firstly, before I get into my topic that I want to bring forward, I want to share something pretty special. Obviously, the Game Sports Podcast has been around for a long time since January 2016. But I should mention that before the Game Sports Podcast came when it was and before that I came into the picture it was called Coffee with the Coach. Obviously, with co-founder of the game, close friend of mine, the late Scott Nason, uh, had a show called Coffee with the Coach that he was doing for for a good a good amount of time. And in November 2015, Scott Nason invited me to come on the Coffee with the Coach. So now obviously it being November 2023, me joining that November 2015. That's eight years. So November The midway point of November, because it was the third week of November when I joined Scott, is my eight-year anniversary doing this podcast officially. That being from Coffee with the Coach as we transitioned to the Game Sports Show. And then now we are called the Game Sports Podcast as of this year. But altogether, eight years that I've been doing this show and it's uh, been a treat and I'd like to say thank you to all the listeners. We wouldn't have been able to make it to this eight years without at least some support uh, from you being the listeners. So and I want to say again, Scott was the heartbeat and the start of all this. So him and I grew the show and it grew into a great vision that we saw through. and We have a great family and we have Many years ahead of us, and we're very excited, especially for this upcoming year 2024. A lot of big things for the game and also for our Powered by that being 91M. I should give a shout out as well to sponsor of this segment as I'm on video. I'm pointing back. If you're on audio, you can't see that. But to flawless roofing sure Seal Incorporated, check them out. Flawlessroofing.ca flawless roofing is going to be retiring the owners that are a part of Flawless Roofing, that is, so make sure you get in touch with them today. St. Marie and Thunder Bay, protect your investment, start from the top. But if you are outside of Sault Marine Thunder Bay, does not matter. You can reach out to them and they will connect with you. But as I said, retirement is happening. Make sure you reach out and get your estimate and get your roof residential commercial done today. All right. I did all the housekeeping. I did my little own shutout to myself. Let's get into my first topic. Okay. I want to talk about youth hockey, but not in the way I'm not pointing fingers here. I'm going to full out say this disclaimer. I am not pointing fingers. Sault saint marie I'm talking about because the idea was based in Sault saint marie but it was a spread out conversation between myself and other coaches that have coached, maybe are, maybe are not coaching. I'm not going to say anything in particular, but we're talking about youth hockey and we're actually talking about body contact and skill and hockey and it ended up transitioning into a schedule conversation. Now, I'm not going to get into my playing days as people roll their eyes that may know me. I'm not going to get into that. But what I remember being younger, okay, is you had a game twice a week, twice on the weekend. You're playing two, three, four times a week. doesn't matter if it's rep hockey or house league hockey, whatever it may have been. You were playing hockey a lot. And as of right now, the sport is very different, okay? The sport is different, especially here in the Sioux a little bit. They're having a hard time finding games. There's rules. There's regulations. You need to have a permit to go play games across the river. That was not the case when I played. Now, if you want know what across the river means, we're in Sault Ste. Mary, Ontario. Sioux, Michigan's a border town. That's what I'm talking about. As an example, you need to have a permit to go over there to play hockey. And just to travel, the cost is very expensive. It's costing parents so much money for their kids to play hockey. And overall, it is a problem, okay? And the, the schedule's gone down in terms of how many games you play. You're limited to games where you can only play 40 games, including season, including tournament, including your end of the year, where I used to on average. I look back at this as some, t- some statistics that I had downstairs from the Sioux Hockey League. When I was there, I ended up playing. There was one year where every game was tracked, and I remember I had that, and we ended up playing over 75 games that year. That is unbelievable. Is that rare? Maybe a little bit because we went on some extra tournaments, but it is not the same today. And people wonder and look at the development of hockey and how it's changing, I will say one thing. The recognition of hockey and how to properly train is certainly in place, but one thing that is not in place is the amount of games and the whole behind the scenes where the arrangement of schedule, traveling, the cost That is all over the place and is a mess. For players to get better, it's not just skill development or practicing. It is playing games. What are the best memories you remember as a kid? Those games where you maybe got a hat trick or maybe you played against someone who ended up becoming a professional hockey player. I know a lot of my memories. Some of that is where it is. Or guys that you grew up um, knowing that were going to make it. You played against them in tournaments and you went across. You get connected. The world of hockey is one big connection bubble, one big community. Okay? The schedules that are currently in place with minor hockey, yes, Sault Ste. Marie, but also Sudbury and also North Bay, Timmins, not South in Ontario. I think Toronto's doing a pretty good, based on my research, it just costs a pretty penny. They're not playing enough games. Games need to be played for players to get better And I'm calling out all minor hockey associations to try to get together and try to do something to improve our youth hockey system. That being from, yes, a cost perspective, but in terms of a schedule to be able to give the players not only the opportunity to play the game that is so beautiful and big representation of Canada, but to have the opportunity to grow as individuals, playing those games, developing teamwork skills, but being able, main point, main case in point – to get as much time on the ice and get the best value for their season that they can, because they are not getting the best value that they can, in my opinion. And when I hear stories, they're playing 40 games in a season. That said, everything combined, you got to have this restriction. Now this restriction, I understand with modern times, things happen and things change and you got to be open to change. I am. But what I'm not open to is when there's restrictions in place that are very manageable to look beyond and to kind of oversee appropriately to allow these youth hockey players to be able to play more games and be a part of more competitive games instead of just playing the odd tournament or going to a tournament where uh, they might blow out the competition or get blown out by the competition or they're looking at, looking at ways to play. I was told that some, some youth under systems, like the under 15s, under 13s, whatever it may be, the youth hockey system, if they go play an exhibition game, it counts as a game. That never used to be the case. In Sioux, Michigan, and in Michigan, they play an exhibition game. It doesn't count. It, as soon as you have a ref on the ice, it counts in Canada as a game. Well, in Ontario, I could say, confidently, especially in the region here of Marina, Sudbury, etc. If you want to play youth hockey, you want your child to play youth hockey, whatever may be adult or youth, you want to get the best of your season that you can. Make the schedule better for the youth. Make it that they play more games and on top of that, make it so it's a bit more cost effective. I know things are really expensive. People are doing fundraisers. You're trying to raise money for the teams. You're doing what you can and that's adapting with society. So sometimes you can't keep up with that, but there are ways you can better manage that. But one thing that can be managed is the schedule. As a league coming together, bringing in money somehow in terms of fundraisers together and being able to create the best league with the most organized schedules and getting the most games possible. I'm just spitting out something that I didn't even plan to script to talk about. I just decided that I want to talk about this right at the opener. And as you see, one straight sentence, I barely took a breath and I was really, really, really in the heat of the moment here because I'm very passionate about the youth hockey. It's something that is a big part of my life. And when I hear stories that from those who are or are not coaches, from, from adults, from parents, that all this change that has gone on and the avoidable change and not the good change, it's upsetting. There's things you can't control, costs of things, traveling, etc. but you can change specific rules to allow at least more games to be played, yes, but to make it a more memorable season for the youth and help our development in that aspect. Practices are great. But more games, that's what's going to get our youth development back on track. I will leave it at that. I'm going to take a break. We are going to have Alex Parr coming on by to do the top shelf segment. As I sit here, I am supporting a sweater that I want to give a little bit of love to. It is the God's Country sweater. Now, there is no free ads on the show. I don't like doing that. I do know the owner of God's Country here in St. Marie, Ontario. He's not a part of the show in terms of a sponsor or anything, but I'm sure those of you watch on video noticed this shirt. It's a well-recognizable shirt and logo, the camp sweater around Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. I want to make sure I give him a little bit of love because uh, if I'm going to wear his sweater on video, I may as well give it a quick promotion. Great guy. He's located on Queen Street in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. If you're outside the suit and you want to get some good quality sweaters, clothing, all sorts of clothing, and a very recognizable type of Northern Ontario logo with the tree, Check out God's Country Clothing. It's, it's fantastic. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Alex Parr will be joining yours truly. Don't go anywhere. And welcome back to the Game Sports Podcast. As I promised, Alex Parr is here, okay? For, for all of you all wondering where Alex Parr has been, well, he's moved from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. But he is still taking the time in his busy schedule to make sure he's still a part of the game sports podcast family. You hear his voice on the special edition uploads, and of course the top shelf podcast before, but now the top shelf segment. Co-host, longtime member of the game, Alex Parr. Alex, my friend, how's it going?
1: It's going well. I was thinking before we did this, how much fun it was when we were
0: at uh, Northern Superior doing it in the tap room. That. That was, that was so much fun. You know what? That is actually fitting to what I was saying at the beginning because I was saying at the beginning a couple things. One, I mentioned that this is actually my eighth year anniversary doing the show this November. Today? Uh, third this week month. of November. This month, yeah. It's mm-hmm. the third week of November. I joined a podcast called Coffee with the Coach with Scott. But then we changed Coffee with the Coach to be called the Game Sports Show. But obviously now we're called the Game Sports Podcast. But we're all this, it's all the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's all the same thing. November 2015, I started, and now it's 2023. Basic math is eight years. And we're talking, I was actually mentioning nostalgia a little bit. Um, And that was one thing. And everyone knows the stories about how we started McDonald's at Sioux, Michigan, and it grew to what it was today, which is great. And I even gave a little shout out to God's Country Clothing. They're not an ad, they're not a sponsor. But if I'm going to wear somebody else's logo, on a camera, on video, I want to make sure I give them a little bit of credit, especially if I know the guy, right? So that being said, you mentioned Orin Superior, somebody that we used to be a part of as well, inside the top room, but now they've expanded to a much bigger bar, a much bigger top room. But again, look at at from all the things that we've done within the community with the game and things that we've had to really change because of COVID-19. It's been quite the transition for us, but overall... Lots of great memories here on the game.
1: That, yeah. Yeah, there is. I just thought I'd help out a small company today, too. Thank <laughs> you. So I thought I'd wear their stuff.
0: They they can send me a check, okay? God's country or northern, nah. We're, we're good. You know, just a little thumbs up on Facebook does good for me. But Nike, anytime, time, a little just a check. Couple, just a couple stocks.
1: Just a couple shares. Yeah, I would do
0: that. A
1: couple shares in those uh, Travis Scott golf shoes.
0: I'm in. I actually haven't seen those. I heard they're dope. Don't. They're not they're not pretty.
1: They're not they're not the best.
0: Well, I just use the word dope and I'm rolling my I'm literally screaming inside. Yeah, dude, that was literally so dope,
1: dude.
0: uh, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And we're going to be talking hockey in this episode. Let's get into the content. Oh, we We're are. Do- okay. 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 We're talking top shelf, and what that is, give everyone a little background in case you're first time tuning in, top shelf, well, pretty self-explanatory. When you shoot the puck, where do you go? Top jet, top shelf, whatever you want to do. That is hockey. hockey. This We are talking hockey here on uh, the Game Sports podcast Monday edition. I didn't even say it was our Monday edition at the opener, but I think people could do the math when this is uploaded. But again, we're going to be talking hockey. In part last week I did mm-hmm. a discussion about hockey. I brought up the Joel Thornton story that you and I have talked about in EASHL I've got some texts about it which is cool. I did not yeah. follow him into the bathroom. Um, that, <laughs> that aside, you okay. know what I want to mention before we get into content is how how much and it's the first swear of the show. How much fucking bullshit fantasy hockey is this year? Okay, I you're have never just been... saying that because
1: you're in last, buddy. I've That's the only been, reason you're saying that.
0: Never been so mad in my life. I drafted a great team. Oh. If I put that team in, in Chell. oh yeah, well, I mean, a lot of... wait. oh yeah. Wait, it you. says
1: who? Hugh's your daddy. Yeah, That's my hard. team. <laughs> Does my camera want to focus? That's last place out of twelve, buddy. Top eight make playoffs.
0: Uh, I'm going to be selling at the fucking deadline. <laughs> I'm going to be selling at the deadline. I've rejected every trade because I just want to be a dick. No, uh,
1: I believe my team. <laughs> five. I believe my team. No chance. I'm not trading anybody.
0: Please, if you know, say the score that I lost by this week. Do you know the score? Do you remember? No, I don't. 407. To, <laughs> so okay. two, to 260.
1: <laughs> That's so bad. That's so bad. It's me and you this week, eh?
0: Yeah, it is. That's yeah. why I want to bring it up. And I'm ready to get absolutely dismantled by You're Alex projected Marley. to beat
1: me by 50
0: points. Yeah, well, don't listen I, to my projections. Well,
1: Carlson and Eichel only have two games this week, and Claude Giroux only has one.
0: What a weird. Okay, that's maybe one thing. The weird schedule in the NHL. Last week, Toronto didn't play. Like everyone who went to Sweden didn't play. Yeah. And then well, they went to Sweden. What did
1: you want them to do? Play fucking mini sticks in the middle of the aisle of the airplane?
0: I would love that. That'd be great. Can we? <laughs> to a, to a count mini points? Stick, mini stick tournament. I wonder if Nylander would keep his streak going if he had a mini stick tournament. I feel like. Well, no, he, so he wouldn't
1: play at all because it'd be like all the corners. So he would. He'd be too scared to play. Yikes. Yikes. But
0: fantasy hockey hockey is bullshit this year. Okay, well,
1: go on. Okay, tell me more. What was your strategy going into drafting your team? Points. Strictly. That's a good strategy.
0: Just points. Like, Players Who, getting your boys. first pick? Jack Hughes? Hughes? Jack Hughes, yeah. Okay. Very, very good pick, I would say. That's a pretty... Yeah, you want to know what's a
1: fucking garbage first overall pick? It's Jason Robertson. Or first round pick, rather. Fuck, I hate that guy so Jason
0: much. Jason Robertson. That's why your name is what it is. I'm not going to say your name. Yeah, your <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> and don't, say, don't say that one. I'm not going to say that say the name. If you want to know Parr's name, I got an idea. If you want to know Parr's <laughs> fantasy hockey name, you got to donate below to... We're part of affiliation with mental health. You oh, donate. Okay. you donate one hundred dollars below, I will tell <laughs> you I will tell you Alex Park. Not a hundred if, if they donate
1: ten dollars. Ten dollars is reasonable. Ten dollars is something that people would do.
0: I thought you wouldn't want to do it. I know it's November. Oh. I know it's November, so it makes sense. We have we're part of mental health organization, but we'll also donate your money to Movember if you'd like. Okay. So yeah. ten dollars if you want no pars. The name's not that bad. It's after one of my
1: favorite songs, if not my favorite.
0: Pretty inappropriate song, but funny as hell. (laughs) Really good. Mine is Who's Who's Your Daddy? I think it's pretty self-explanatory, and I think the Who's Your Daddy's podcast should send me a bill as well, because that's actually how I thought of that name. I, I do know the answer
1: to that question, though, and it's all 11 guys ahead of you out of 12 teams. They're all your daddy.
0: They're all my daddies. Yes. All of them. I hey, should be calling hey, them dad. And after this
1: week, Dave's going to come here,
0: over my lap. I think I've had about six trade requests this last past week alone. And I've rejected all of them. Listen, if well, anyone's listening what's to the, been lead,
1: the What's been the worst trade you've gotten so far? It was from, it was from Madigan, for sure.
0: I, I, don't, I don't even remember. There was some absolutely ludicrous, stupid <laughs> trade offers that, you know, I laughed at it despite what I am in the standings. I'm, Listen. Hockey is an area of my, I like to say, self-proclaimed expertise. Mm-hmm. I know players, and I know my guys are going to get hot. I know they're okay. going to get hot. They're going to get hot. They need, they're that good. My team is that good. One that more thing.
1: Remember when you said you needed a goalie, and you knew that for like a little bit of time? You knew that for a while?
0: Yeah, well, I, I picked
1: up I picked up Cam Talbot, who was just hanging out there, Who's the 18th ranked player in all of fantasy. When you said you needed a goalie, I'm like, well, I, I need one too, so I took him. Yeah, John Gibson. Yeah, man, nice dogs. Him Owl and Connor Hart
0: have done good. Connor Hart and John Gibson have done the job. At Samsonov. anyone's better than Samsonoff right now in fantasy. And football. I can't believe you hung on to Sammy for that
1: long, man. Do you still have
0: him? No, no. I, I decided to do my lineup this week because I saw who I was playing. <laughs>
1: Did you, uh, did you, (laughs) that's funny. Did you want to talk about like the NHL or like anything that's going on?
0: Anyways, speaking of the NASH hockey league, I think that's fun that we give a little listeners a little talk about that. We are in the top shelf segment here. Listen, we're we're, Alex Parr and I are both leaf fans. That's not a secret. Okay. So Mm we're, 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 we're prone to heartbreak. We're suckers for pain. Mm -hmm. We, we get our hopes up. We know the stock market kind of seasons that we have every year. It doesn't matter if you're supposed to rebuild or win. Okay, Where's this but, going? But I want to talk about Sweden for a second. Okay, last okay. week I talked about how I didn't think international games are worthy of being in the regular season. I'm not a fan of it. I said the same when the Winter Classic was around because...
2: Wow!
0: When, for, uh, yeah, when it first started, I, I thought it was cool once, but again, you know, I wasn't a big fan of it. But Minnesota, and I'm going to draw a blank, Detroit, when they played Toronto... Those were considered home games. Luckily for Toronto, those are road games. Now, it doesn't matter if you're Toronto because you suck playing at home most of the time anyways this year to start the year anyways. So really, home ice doesn't matter, it seems, anymore. But I I kind of wish it didn't count as regular season games, the games in Europe. I love the idea of playing there and Sundin's storyline, the Alfredson storyline, the Borges Salming and Andre's Salming storylines. And, you know, you got... Gustafson, you got Eric Snack, some guys, Edison, you got guys coming to mind. It's great for the game to market it. Now you got Matthews talking about Mexico City against Dallas next year, that he'd like to do that. I'm not a fan of regular season games that truly do mean something to go somewhere else outside of your home barn, especially. But I don't know if that's a good take. That's an
1: awful take. I this league is very behind the eight ball when it comes to all of the other major professional leagues. Well, you will agree with that, right?
0: NFL played in Germany this year, good point. Right, I
1: was just about to say that. What, this league, if we wanted to get better, and by better, I mean when we have these games, it's not Green Day doing the fucking halftime show for the 53rd time straight. When, nice. if we want the NHL to be mainstream and cool, it's gotta grow, and when you grow, you get money. When they go there, they make money. They get more eyes on the game. The outdoor games—they're doing the outdoor weekend in New York, where they're having the Rangers and the Devils. I think host a game each. Yeah. That's gonna bring in cash. Are you kidding me? Why would you say no to that?
0: See, when I, my my intention behind it was games meaning something, right? Because Ooh. it's truly not a home game. It's truly not a road game. It's just a it's a. It's, it's like a tournament. It's like, it's different. It is...
1: We're Leafs fans, okay? So when we get the nice end of the stick where we don't have a home game on either one of those, we just shut our mouths and just run with it. Woo! Sucks to be Minnesota. Sucks to be Detroit. Have fun with those home games you just lost, losers.
0: <laughs> it almost would make more sense that Arizona would have those as home games because they don't get fans. Yeah, anywhere
1: that they can get an ass in a seat, that should be considered their home for sure.
0: I believe it was, and I, I had the number written down, I don't even want to say it, but I believe it was about 53,000 or so fans that attended in Sweden this weekend, which is mm-hmm. dream numbers if you're in Arizona, uh, dream numbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's years. a packed barn. <laughs> Literally you know
1: what? No do you think the Greyhounds or the Coyotes sell more t- tickets? What do you think?
0: Close. It's close. I'll say the, I'll say the Greyhounds, though. And I imagine you're going to research that right now, so I yeah. like that. I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you research that. I'll get to one thing that I want to mention. Yeah, I'm listening. There, There is teams in the National Hockey League this year that are struggling. Okay, There's one team that we've already talked about. We had him on our show. Not our, he is on our show, <laughs> Dane. He's an analyst on the Game Sports Podcast. He's an no Oilers fan. We don't need to talk about the Oilers. We don't need to beat them up anymore. They, they are what they are. The other teams that are, are kind of struggling this year out of the gate is New Jersey, the Islanders and Pittsburgh. And struggling-ish were the nine and eight, eight and seven, and six and six. Those are the teams. Pittsburgh, listen, I'm a Crosby fan. I know some people look at Crosby and say, Crybaby, or this. Listen, if you say that about Crosby I disagree. The guy is fantastic. He's a was a great hockey player. I don't think he was a crybaby. I don't think he is at all. I have Crosby on my fantasy
1: team and he's going to kick your ass this week, so you better put some respect on his name.
0: I but I want Pittsburgh to get shelled this year. And everybody knows why. I want that's them to get so shelled stupid. this year. That's and so I, That's I I don't care. This is why because yes, Kyle Dubas But understanding now where there was – I think it's fair to say there was an ultimatum when he left Toronto that I want this. This better be it or not, okay? And it's me or him. Don't get me wrong. Keeping Dubas around over Shanahan is more attractive, especially now because if you're a Leaf fan, you understand the Shanna plan has not been a plan. It's now a a whatever is what it is. But – to see someone say, "Nah, I'm done. I gotta go to my fan." Make those textbook comments at the end of their season, and then jump ship right away. Dave, that is that is complete. Dave. That is like jumping employers type bullshit. That is not that that's something that I I'm need upset you
1: to. I need you to take a big breath for me. Take a drink too. That's good. That works. Now I want you to close your eyes. I'm gonna put you through a scenario. Okay. Okay. Close. You're me. a, I'm a sure chef. Close my eyes. Okay. Yeah, I do. You're a okay. chef. Okay. I'm a you, chef a great chef you are so innovative and you're really good at what you do and you've been tasked with working at one of the most respected restaurants in the world like okay we need you to get everything together and to make us your best dish and you're cooking and you're whipping and you're like oh I need all these things well you don't always get these things and sometimes a guy walks through and dumps in a couple spices and then your meal goes to shit every year. And everybody looks at you and says, that's your fault. This is your meal. Why do you keep fucking it up? And they say, well, you, you're thinking to yourself, I'm not putting all the spices in here. I got, I got some guy ahead of me, up top, coming in and dumping in a couple spices and fucking this shit up. I wanna do what I wanna do with this. So it times up, your contract's done. And then they're like, okay, we wanna keep you around. And you say to them, okay, well, I'll fucking stay. If you stop putting spices in my meals. And they go, no, nope, you're gonna see ya. You want to make your own meals.
0: I get your example. I do. I really do. But when someone does the ultimatum thing, I feel like it could have been a different direction. I really do feel like it could have been a different direction for the Leafs and everything. But for somebody, if listen, I've, I'm not in the NHL, obviously, as a manager or an agent or a GM. But I feel like I would always be myself and be like, look, it's not a fit for me anymore. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. If I can't if get this position, he, I don't want to be here. He yeah. wanted to stay. He, he wanted th- to stay, but he just wanted Brendan Chianahan to stop fucking pissing at his cornflakes. Or not, well, maybe not pissing in his cornflakes, but you know what I mean, though. Pretty much pissing at his cornflakes. Yeah. But isn't it weird that Tree Living comes in and buys, buys, pays for players that are the type of players that Dubas didn't want to get? Bertuzzi. Listen, I know. Aside, and Domi aren't yeah, these, like tough guys i don't know why
1: not. anybody ever thought that
0: ryan reeves bad signing oh uh, so s- bad
1: So listen, bad.
0: listen i get locker room guy nonsense i understand but for that cap hit for that many years ooh, whoa. you could have got that on a one year i feel like but again you
1: see how slow he is now imagine how slow he's gonna be in three years
0: <laughs> never mind three years next year he might not even be able to skate Yeah, things are going. That's Um, okay. I heard Robidoux
1: Island's got a couple more
0: vacancies on it. They do. John Klingberg's gonna find his fucking way over there pretty quick, soon On on an injury, that guy is dog shit. Surprising. It's so it's so surprising because of what he did in Dallas, and then he moved over to Minnesota and Anaheim, and he was always a minus guy. But you thought that he would come to Toronto and be on the power play. And I don't want to just stick to Toronto, but we're going the power play. And just literally be a power play machine. And he's not. He's not a machine. Yeah. Put
1: Morgan, Morgan Riley back on power play one.
0: Why are you waiting so? Morgan Riley should have the C on the hockey team. Sorry to... Yeah, back. he should.
1: He should. He should I, said that, I said that way long ago.
0: May it be an unpopular opinion. Don't care. Two points I want to bring in before we got to go, because obviously Connor Henderson's waiting in the wings. Mm-hmm. Vancouver Canucks. Let's give a little love to the Canucks here. Last That's year... They are... I, but let's give them love. Let's give them love. Oh, no. No. no, why? Okay, vent to me. I won't even talk. I won't, I was just going to say that this is a team that was a lottery team last Are year. You... And I was saying Bedard. I was thinking Bedard for them last year. But now they're a top okay. team in the West at this point of time.
1: Come on. Quote,
0: quote unquote.
1: Come on, Dave. You know they're not. What have they done the last few years? Not much. No. That. How many coaches have they been through in these last few years?
0: Friend of the show, Boos Bujo, got let go in a, in a pretty shitty way. Pretty yeah. pretty awful way. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
1: um, most of that franchise, I would use that same word, awful, to describe it in, in most capacities. Yep. I mean, it's kind of like what people blame the Leafs for. Oh, you're just going to keep trying the same shit and seeing if it's going to work, Think it's going to work this time? What has Vancouver done? They got Elias Pedersen, who's on a expiring contract, who's openly said, ah, We'll see what the direction of this team come the end of the year, but right now I'm not going to make any decisions. Come on. That's okay. Let's say they keep playing good and they make it in the, the three spot in the division. You think they're winning around? You think they're winning around? If they play Edmonton. <laughs> well, Edmonton's got to make the playoffs. They have like a 55% chance of making the playoffs right now.
0: Yeah, that's unbelievable. That's wild. Dude.
1: You were like, oh, I don't want to talk about the lease forever. I'm like, oh, if you want to take a moment to shit on the Western Canada the teams, I would love to. Edmonton, dog shit, Calgary, Huberto. You're you're awful, bro. You're so bad. Ten and a half million?
0: Ugh. Robbery. Buy that contract out. You are dog.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, Vancouver. He's getting front. ten and a half? What do you think Pedersen or Nylander's getting? What do you I think don't... those? <sighs> Listen, Nylander's get it's not single digits, man. Not anymore. It isn't. It is. It well, might it have been nine dollars be It it might be nine five at the beginning of the season. Maybe, maybe nine five. Like Sebastian Ajo territory. Now you're like, hmm. I might be. I'm better than Huberto is, <laughs> and that guy's making ten and a half million dollars, and I'm sitting and he, here.
1: And he's better than Marner is too. <laughs>
0: That's a that's a good. Is it a good problem? No, it's not. It's not a good problem. It is a it good is. problem. It is right now. It is but a good next problem. year, next year, it isn't a good problem because he's not going to be a Leaf, and I don't think Pedersen. Oh, am I going to spoil it? I don't think he's resigning. No, no, God, no. I think Pedersen's hitting the market unless Vancouver's going to go one four highest paid player yeah. in the NHL. Who mm-hmm. know what know who the highest paid player is right now? We know what it is. We know exactly who it is. Right now? Right it's now McKinnon. it's McDavid or McKinnon? Sorry, now I'm trying to blame. One or two. But next year, we know who it is. It's Matthews. Yeah. Next year it's Matthews.
1: Number one, baby. Woo! <laughs> but
0: Patterson, <laughs> Pat- Patterson, no. Patterson's like, whoop, I will be the best now. And Elander's like that TikTok, Coach Chippy. Love him. Again, free ads all over the show here today. Send your check. He's a great TikToker. He's like, it's going to be a big number. It's oh, yeah. It is. A big number. It is. Fucking right, it's going to be big. It's going to be massive. It's going to be How big. much? How much is it? Ten and a half. He's hitting ten yeah. and a half. Ten and a half million. Over you know you seven he's years. Have... Seven years, ten and a half.
1: You think he's going to make less than Marner? Now, Marner signed that deal years ago. And the con or the salary cap's going up a bunch, isn't it going up
0: like eight million or something crazy? It's going to be at eighty nine, then ninety two, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's, it's going up. Come it's on, Dave. Up. Eleven and I, a half. Yeah, he he's going to make Martin. O- open make, market. Yeah. Come on. yeah. 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 Oh uh, well, the last point I want to get into because I know Connor's waiting is that I want you to give your prediction on where you think Patrick Kane is going to play where he's going to sign. This decision is going to come any day. Teams that are rumored, Buffalo, Florida, Dallas, New York, Toronto, are also rumored. And did I say Detroit? I think I did say Detroit. I did. So let me remember. I Uh, said Detroit, Toronto, Dallas, Buffalo, Florida, New York Rangers are the... Is the Hawks in the mix? No. So it's those the six teams. I would
1: say Dallas or Florida because there's no taxes to be paid and the weather's nice. So why? I've got three cups. I'm going to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. I might be the best American player of all time. I could go catch a couple more Rays, sneak in a couple of cheeky little rounds of golf here and there, not paying any taxes, mill and a half. Yeah, I'm in. Go over a little playoff run.
0: I would love him in Toronto, but I would love every good player in Toronto. So that's where are you putting him? Where are you putting him? Defense, obviously. Uh, yeah, no kidding. But I think he's gonna go back to New York. I think he's gonna go back to the Rangers. All I this hype, the all this hype, back to New York, and uh, he's he's definitely he's he grew up in his hometown in Buffalo, but next year he'll be a Saber. He'll take a, a good contract to go to Buffalo next year, but this year I think he'll be a New York Ranger. That hometown nope. nonsense keeps no, Nope,
1: up. nope, nope. Dave, if you can work in snowy-ass Buffalo or beautiful Dallas and not pay a dime in taxes, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. You're going to go catch some fucking
0: vitamin D. Going to Stockholm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going to Stockholm, Sweden. Oh, this has been good. This has been Top Shelf. Look. The agenda, and Par will set it to you. We didn't have an agenda for this segment. We wanted to talk about what came open. We want to talk fantasy hockey. We want to talk about the least. I wanted to bring up Dubis because Par and I really haven't had a top shelf segment since the summer. People don't realize. I think that. That you hate the guy so much? I don't hate Dubis. I don't hate I lo- I respect Dubis. I just feel you like You're like, oh I hope
1: I hope fucking Pittsburgh. I hope the arena
0: burns down and I no, hope I did, all of them did not say I hope that. all of them get their legs severed off. I'm just excited for Dubas to go through a rebuild in Pittsburgh and actually build a team that he wants to build, and I want to see how good of a GM he truly is. Cause he is a good GM and I respect him and I would love him on the show one day. And I don't want to sh- tarnish that, but I am gonna say. That the way he left toronto i wish it was a little bit different but hey sometimes when you have media and agents telling you things you got to do things a different way but it's interesting how he says he couldn't do things and how to do things a certain way and now tree living came in and did it that way that he said that he couldn't do and that is make the team tougher
1: it's not tougher
0: it's the same it's team. it's not tougher it's the same team The the toughest guy. Why
1: is it with the Leafs that they always have to sign some dude who's ancient in hockey terms and he's like the only guy who will ever fight? Mark Giordano beating the fucking brakes off that guy on Vancouver was sick. Jason Spezza always had to be the guy stepping up and throwing haymakers.
0: Why? Why? Old age. Old age pension. The old age guys is who you want. Okay?
1: Why do fun. we need all these geriatric motherfuckers coming in and fighting all the battles for these young guys? Why don't you do something? Why don't you throw a punch? I'm I'm so sick and tired of Matthews getting pushed around and him laughing and smiling. No, get angry.
0: Love your background, by the way. I should have Yeah, you that.
1: like the Daily Bugle? Yeah, I do.
0: And I beat Spider-Man the other week. Yeah? It's, it's literally the... Listen, we're not going to talk about it on the show. No spoilers. But oh, come on. I want to talk about it so bad. Uh, we will talk about it while we play some Chell. I think we should, and if you know what we're talking about, let me say this right now. We actually – hold on. Uh, as Connor continues to wait in the winds. <laughs> listen, we ended up playing – if anyone knows what ESHL is, that is a league that you can – listen, get your team together, make a team, play online. If you don't know what it is, live, stop living under a rock. And, yes, we need the James Sobalski episode uploaded very soon because it explains Yeah, they, but, Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, the, the episode that should have went out with the release of NHL 24. A yeah, month ago.
0: A, a month ago. We ended up doing a random match, and we ended up matching up against a team that was from Sault Ste. Marie. Unbelievable. That, we had, mm-hmm. I got a text. Yeah, I got a text. I don't want to name them because I don't got their permission. I'm going to be mm-hmm. that. But they messaged me and said, is this you, David McCaig Jr.? My name, I can, I'm i cool. I guess I put my name in the video game so I can see my name on a jersey that's uh, what I do, too. I do that, too. I do that, unless, too. Uh, unless you're Dane. Dane didn't. Uh, he goes by a different name and a whole different number. Uh, but he – we end up – this you, and we end up playing, and we beat them in overtime. It was a great game. Look, if you play in ESHL, the, we were called – well, we still are called the game sports show on there because Dane doesn't know anything. Uh, love him. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> there's been a team oh, adjustment in there uh but if you want to match up and play our team we would love to welcome all challengers because we're fucking sick at the game uh and overall we like to welcome challengers so what i want to say is yes par and i are going to be playing some eshl tonight
1: wow that is big breaking news that's big huge
0: breaking news so come play us best of luck to you not happening one T, Top Chad. get off the ice. Exactly what I'm doing the whole game. Yeah, I'm now, doing a dump and
1: change. Yeah.
0: Par, thank you for taking the time to come on do Top Shelf. 26 minutes flies. I was only supposed to be 15, but listen, we're having fun. Uh, thanks for taking the time, man. We'll have you on uh, every Monday. I sure my listeners that Par and Dane is supposed to be here, uh, but Par... <laughs> Uh, at least we'll be on every Monday with yours truly. Uh, as we get, do get you want me to fill in seconds. for Dane right now, just so it makes him feel like he's here? Sure. What do you got? Sarah?
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! What <laughs> world is Matthew's better than Drysaddle? Are you?
0: <laughs> Listen, you I know what his pickup lines are. Do you know Matt? Do you know McDavid and Drysaddle? That's exactly <laughs> what he would say to you. Okay, I'm sorry, Dane. I'm just kidding. I'm just, yeah, they I'm call, just call, sure, Gainer, is is they what call me Dane or They call me. Oh my. Goodness, not right now. Dane's not saying that right now. Now, okay, thanks again, Par, for taking the time. We'll have you on. uh, We'll see you on Monday. We'll see you next week, but we'll be talking on chow tonight shortly. Sounds like a plan, bud. Okay, we're going to be right back when we got Connor Henderson been waiting the winds for 17 minutes. Uh, (laughs) We're going to come talk some baseball to wrap up the show. Don't go anywhere. I am. And welcome back to the Game Sports Podcast, David McKay continuing to host you this evening and we are blessed, we are treated, okay, for the second straight episode. What is happening? <laughs> Literally what is happening? The one and only Connor Henderson doing a Strike Zone segment with yours truly. Connor, my friend, what's up? How's it going? Happy to see you.
2: I you know it's good to see you too. This is the quickest turnaround you and I have had in a very long time, so I'm excited to hit the news.
0: Ever, ever. And I will say at the beginning of the show how this was my eight-year, this month is the eight-year anniversary of the show for me, eight-year, which is great. But in all the years doing the Strike Zone podcast, but now with it being a segment, we have never done back-to-back weeks, ever, ever, not let alone back-to-back episodes of the game. So this is terrific, okay? This is awesome. But this is what we're going to get into. We're going to get into talk about Vegas deciding to take over another Oakland team. And you know what? I didn't say this at the beginning, but we're going to have a little bit of time to talk about the Hall of Fame ballot. I want to talk about a particular player as well into that. Maybe two players. Um, One that hasn't been in, that should be in, and one that got nominated. One of my favorite ballplayers of all time. But, Connor, look, I'm going to give you the floor about talking about Vegas taking over Oakland. Worst kept secret, it's been known for at least a year. It's been rumored for a couple years. Oakland's attendance is worse than an Ontario Hockey League game, truth, truth be told. Um, that's the only best reference I can give you. Uh, but, again, Las Vegas has taken over Oakland. What are your thoughts? Is it finally – is the right move? What are you, what's going through your
2: mind? Yeah, I mean, financially it should be. Uh, we've seen Las Vegas now both take over uh, the Raiders in football – Uh, They've championed the Golden Knights in hockey, and now they'll be taking on the Oakland A's in baseball. I saw this one clip of a reverse boycott game where A's fans showed up in droves. I think maybe 27,000 people showed up in mid-June as a reverse boycott to show the owner, hey, if you give us a good team, we're here. Um, And then halfway through the game, they started chanting, sell the team. And it got so loud that the pitcher on the mound couldn't hear his pitch call, um, <laughs> audio and um, yeah, so I-, I think the time is right. I know you and I have discussed this before, especially. Uh, I, I think it comes to mind that-, that you wanted to name them the Las Vegas Aces, but then keep the A logo similar or a play on the A's, but maybe uh, do-, do something, uh, you know, Vegas themed. So yeah, I, I think it's the right move.
0: I, I like that. I think you can go with Las Vegas Athletics. Don't get me wrong; that's that's a that's a legendary name. That logo, though, is what's legendary more so, right? Like everyone loves that logo. The colors are clean, there, but they're not clean at the same time. They're just so unorthodox. It's like so out there that it's so unique. No one has those colors. That is where you need to go. And the Aces, hello, Las Vegas. I haven't been to Vegas. But I've watched enough movies, and I've had enough friends go there, and I think that's where you go to gamble, I think, with being very sarcastic. Uh, I don't know if you've been to Vegas, Connor, uh, but I haven't. Have, you haven't been. See? To both of us haven't no. been to Vegas.
2: Though but, I'll tell you what, I just, got a, I just got a message two days ago. A friend of mine, a good friend of mine, got engaged, and he oh wants no. to go to Vegas. So oh that might no. be on the horizon sometime soon.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, I heard that's where you got to go for that type of event. Let's just say, if you don't know what that is, that's called the bachelor party in Vegas. That's legendary. Bachelor or bachelorette, doesn't matter. But if you look, think of Vegas, think of a couple things. You think of entertainment. Yeah, but what's the one thing you think about? Gambling. Okay, that is that is Vegas. The aces make sense, and you can keep the A's, but you make your own identity. Vegas, these professional teams that they've had, when they took over the Raiders, they kept the Raiders' name because it was legendary, Oakland, right? They they kept that name. And then their, their football stadium is literally the Death Star. The, you, got the, you got the Las Vegas, the Golden Knights, that started fresh. Started fresh. They didn't have a team. They could have started fresh. They went with the Golden Knights. It was a very fan, popular opinion. It's grown on me. I'm still not a big fan of the name, to be honest. I think it's a little cartoony, but again... That's one person's opinion. The athletics, I think it's going to be the same thing like the Raiders, right? You can't change what's already there. So I don't think they are going to change the name. But I think if they did, you can still keep the logo, still keep the colors, but make it vaganized. I'll call it vaganized. That's not even a term, but I will make it a term with that A's. It just just makes sense. Now, I I guess they've had a – if I remember correctly, they have a ball stadium that they want to build or that they have – that, that can already fit the bill. You know they're going to get more fans there in Vegas for these games. It's unfortunate because Oakland had such a good team in the 80s, right? They, they've, they've had titles. You had Consenco that was there, the Battle of the Bay, right? You, there was, There's a lot of good storylines. Moneyball was a movie. About Oakland, okay, with Billy Bean, and it's so unfortunate. When I remember watching the Jays play there this year, and it was a ten o'clock game, not watching physically on TV, and there was so many empty seats, and they said there was six thousand people, okay. And I'm I'm referencing the Ontario Hockey League games in London more so right now because they get almost ten thousand. They get more than Oakland fans get for baseball, and that's so awful for professional ball players. We looked up, my wife and I on the couch, looked up tickets to go to Oakland. If we wanted to drive to California, how many days ever to get to California? We could have went to the Oakland Athletics right in the first level for $20 to watch the Jays in Oakland. Are you kidding me? Like, no shit. You can't, like, you're can't you not getting fans and the tickets are that price. You're not, you gotta, You got to get out of there. So I think it's a good move by Major League Baseball.
2: Yeah, it's sad. They might be homeless for a few years because I believe their contract with the Coliseum in Oakland runs out in 2024. So there's some talk of them playing in like an 8,000-seater AAA stadium in the meantime and maybe even playing games uh, at, I think, the Giants stadium. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out because that might be a circus for the next few years until that stadium gets built in Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think they might expedite the build a little bit. I think cause it's Vegas and there's money, but... That also can be an opportunity in two different ways. One, the team is already retooling because they're awful. Sorry, they are not a good ball team. So you can use that to retool, but you're not going to attract players to play there. So if you want to have a competitive team on the field, you got to go after those type of players that are looking for those second chances, looking for those second opportunities that are going to I'm not going to, I don't think it's a good example, but Hunjin Ryu coming back from injury. Maybe that's a picture you'd like to get so you can be competitive. That's going to show that he's still got it. And that's somebody you sell at the deadline for prospects, right? That's an example. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to happen because he's definitely not going back to Toronto. But the Oakland Athletics. Are moving to Vegas again. I think it's a good move by the Major League Baseball. Make more money. I wish Gary Bettman was a bit more mindful of that for the NHL and the expansion in basketball. Things are happening in sports. More cities are going to get teams, and Vegas, a market that we never thought would be successful, it is. It proved it has been. Football, they still get fans. Hockey, they've won a championship. Look, they're going to be fine. Connor, Hall of Fame ballot. We only got a few minutes. Look, there's the, the list of guys that I got put on the Hockey Hall of Fame. Geez, why am I doing that? On the baseball hall of the MLB Hall of Fame ballot this year, Joe Mauer and Chase Utley. I just think when I hear the name Chase Utley, I think of MLB, the show, uh, video game, picking up Chase Utley from the Phillies. Adrian Beltre, of course, Beltre, all part of that team with Texas. Thank you for the throwing error in 2015. Um, David Wright, as well as... Big, sexy Bartolo Colón. That guy just got to get into the Hall of Fame just for his looks. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez, Jose Reyes, obviously got Bautista on that list, who my favorite ball player is. Victor Martinez uh, and James Shields, Brandon Phillips, just to round out the list. Now, Connor, there's one player that isn't on that list that should be a Hall of Famer. I said this off air, Pete Rose. Uh, But again, that's the ever-ending argument in the world of baseball that may never be addressed but out of that list, despite being my favorite baseball player and many others' baseball player, favorite moment, the bat flip. Jose Bautista gets a nod. Are you surprised that he got a, a nod to be in the Hall of Fame?
2: I, I'm surprised. Um, when you mentioned his name before we went on air, I, I, was, I almost forgot that he would even be a candidate. Um, when you talk about guys like Adrian Beltre, um, Way better player across the board. One of the best third basemen in the history of baseball. Uh, Jose Bautista, on the other hand, he had about a f- good five-year stretch. Um, and, and, like, he had a great career. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he he played for a long time. Um, but he, he was only, like, a superstar for maybe five or six years before it kind of fell off there. Uh, but it was a great five or six years. And it was a fun five or six years. So, yeah, um, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder on that one.
0: A couple, bad, a couple home run titles. Obviously, you got the bat flip. That's been great. But before you went to the Blue Jays, there were struggles, right? There was times where you couldn't make Baltimore. You couldn't make Pittsburgh. or Pittsburgh, yes? Yep. Pittsburgh. He couldn't make the squad over there. And he gets into Toronto, gets the opportunity on a team that was retooling at the time with Edwin and Carnacion, And it fits, right? So I remember having this conversation with somebody today via text. It's like, okay, if Jose Bautista gets the, gets the Hall of Fame ballot, why wouldn't Edwin? Right. Edwin didn't win a home run title as much as Jose, but I believe he has a better average over his career. But again, I'm not I don't don't quote me on that. It just I feel like there's a lot of similarities between the two um, and just their effects. But again, Jose Bautista has his number retired uh, across the level of excellence there at the Rogers Center. He's already had some good accolades in his career, but seeing who he's going up against. I would love to see him in the Hall of Fame. I'd be very excited. I'd love to get a, like a Hall of Fame edition T-shirt of Jose Bautista that's how much of a, much I'm a fan I am of him. But you say Adrian Gonzalez, you say yeah, other guys on there. I mentioned Chase Utley. I talked about big, sexy Bartolo Colon, Joe Mauer drafted first overall by the Twins, arguably one of the greatest catchers in history. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of competition there. I think Jose's against, but. You think of Joe Mauer, great one of the greatest catchers of all time, and Bartolo Colon is probably one of my favorite ca- pitchers of all time, just because of his image. Everything, everything with Bartolo Colon just makes me, it just makes me, you know, excited to watch. Like every time he pitched, it was just unique to watch. But I'm not saying Jose Bautista doesn't deserve it. I want everyone to know that I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a Hall of Fame ballot, but going up against who he is, going up against, I just don't think he's going to win, <laughs> I, I, or get into the Hall of Fame. But again, it's, a, it's it remains to be seen. Mains to be seen. I think Joe Maurer is getting into the Hall of Fame. Um, he's one of the guys that I have getting in there. When you're one of the best catchers of all time. When you think of catchers, Connor, you think of Piazza. Posada? Yeah. Yeah. Jorge Posada, I guess you would throw on that list. Yeah. Uh Joe Joe Maurer, you throw on the list. I like Pudge. I've always been a fan of Pudge. I you know Tiger fans are a big fan of Pudge. Um, and I'm already drawing a blank about anybody else that are catchers. I don't know why drawing, drawing a blank, but those are ones that stick out to me right now. Uh, and catcher, such a very important position, uh, in major league baseball and Joe Mauer did it really effectively. So if you want my take on one guy who's a shoe in, it's Joe Mauer. Connor, before I let you go, who's your shoe in?
2: Uh, it's Adrian Beltre for me. <laughs> it's
0: I will let you go. I know you have places to be, faces to see, hands to shake. You said that right? And I made you wait in the winds a little bit while me and Connor or me and Parr vented about Kyle Dubas. So, nonetheless, first segment I talked about youth hockey. Second segment was all hockey. The third segment was about strike zone and baseball. And I love talking about that. A lot of big things coming. Connor, I think you're gonna be busy this summer, man. I think there's gonna be a lot of episodes we're gonna get you on in the offseason. People are not gonna are gonna want more Connor as the off-season baseball goes on. And we're looking forward to it,
2: Dave. We'll see you then.
0: Absolutely. And listeners, if you've been listening to the Game Sports Podcast and you're new, don't hesitate to hit like, follow, and subscribe wherever you're tuning into the show. If you have already been tuning into the show, nonetheless, we're happy that you continue to join us here on The Game, powered by 91N. That's 91 Network. And this episode is sponsored by Flawless Troofy Sure Seal in Incorporated. Thanks again to Alex Parr. Thanks again to Connor Henderson for taking the time to join yours truly on this Monday edition of the game. Now, before I let you go, I want to say a special shout out to my wife. It's her birthday tomorrow. I saved the best comment for last, if you will. Uh, her, for her birthday is tomorrow when it's Wednesday. I'll probably forget to say it, uh, but I want to make sure that I say it now so I don't forget to say it on air. My wife obviously does all the thumbnails as well for the game fantastic job on those thumbnails getting the traffic drive up for the game sports podcast but again listeners hit like follow and subscribe and join the community of the game or 91n i'm here to remind you keep your stick on the ice swing your bats catch touchdown drain your threes shoot your shots booyah